Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Codex Prime podcast for Tuesday, March 3rd, 2020, episode 194. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's going on, everybody? Yes, we are back once again. A whole other week is upon us. We are already in March. Good. Today was beautiful. Yeah, it was 60 degrees today. This is when this is what I call winter. <laughs> winter weather, real real Rhode Island winter weather. Yeah. <laughs> Courtesy of climate change. I'm okay with that. This is unnatural. It's it's you know this you know it's why February was such a horrible month for flu season. Like just round the clock, so many people getting sick left and right. I was fine. Yeah, knock on wood. <laughs> I, honestly, I probably won't get really sick until like May. Like it'll hit it'll hit me in like May. Well, you know, yeah. De- well, speaking of getting sick, uh, we all should take precautions because you know the coronavirus is uh, spreading. Wash your damn hands. Move on. Exactly. <laughs> There's 11 states, including Rhode Island, that have confirmed cases. There were two confirmed cases reported yesterday uh, from Projo, uh, Providence Journal. So yeah, wash your damn hands. You know, I actually saw something on Twitter. Somebody, some idiot actually posted this uh, and, and they said, I don't understand why, why the people are telling us to wash our hands. Isn't the coronavirus a respiratory disease? You know, the Simpsons predicted that shit, right? <laughs> How? There was one episode, and I saw it, and I sent it to somebody, but it was like one of the early seasons where like the Asians sneezed into a box and then shipped it to America, and once they opened the box, like you could see like the virus like hit everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, I think I want to say like season four or something like that. But somebody posted it, and it was like, "Yo, the Simpsons predicted it." <laughs> I'm like, "God damn it, they did it again." <laughs> yeah, the Simpsons predicted everything uh, pretty much. Yeah. They, they, I just don't get how they do it. Mm. And you know, um, and, you know, and you know this 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 whole coronavirus thing. You know, people stay safe out there, seriously. But it's making me think of that um, that 2011 film by Steven Soderbergh, Contagion. Um, have you, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Nah, nah. It, it was an interesting film. It was about an outbreak that spreads globally. And everyone's uh, everyone's like you know suffering through mass hysteria. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne was in it. Um, Jude Law he played this Alex Jones style radio host who was just spreading a bunch of lies just to sell his own bullshit. Um, to that would quote unquote cure or combat the virus. It, it was an interesting film. It was on Netflix for a while, but then really? yeah, it, it got taken off years ago. Um, but that was something that that I just thought of as as far as the movie goes. That kind of reminds me of. What's going What's going on right now? Um, yeah, thank you, thank you, Kyle, uh, for the yeah. This is a he talking about you. It's a, it's a simple T-shirt, you know. I just just threw it on because I'm I'm at home and I'm comfortable. He's talking about this. He says he said T-shirt. Oh, well, he probably doesn't. Well, yeah, yeah. If you can't see it, it's a hoodie, then something's wrong. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> don't take my shine from me. You need some shine. You need I, some shine. Go ahead. I've got I've got all the shine. Yeah, it's a bright ass shirt. What damn, the fuck? Damn right, because spring's almost here. It is. Yeah, so we are we're two and a half weeks away. Is it really? Yeah, on the nineteenth. Yeah, oh, on Sunday's daylight saving time. Uh, that's right. We lose an hour. 
Yeah, the clocks move forward. I got Saturday nights. Oh, wait, fuck. I got a DJ that Saturday. That's going to be a long <laughs> night. That's going to be a... I'm DJing a Sweet 16 on Saturday. That's going to be a long night. Uh, that's That should be cool. There we go. Thank you. He said snazzy hoodie. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Whatever, man. You know, uh, I, 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 will, I will say... Um, oh, speaking of UWO... Uh, I was really pleased to see the Big E cameo. Man, that happened. Yeah. Big E from WWE of the New Day. I want to hang out with those guys so bad. <laughs> <laughs> now, I... Okay, so shout out to my girlfriend's daughters. They're brand new wrestling fans. Okay. The baby literally... She doesn't even call it wrestling. She goes, Carl, are you watching Becky Lynch? <laughs> she literally... She just calls wrestling... Becky Lynch. Hey, Dana! <laughs> the whole product. <laughs> yeah, she calls the whole product. Even if AEW's on, I'm watching Becky Lynch. Wow. She's just got, she's three, about to turn four. But anyway, <laughs> and I show I show them, I showed the two oldest ones, mm-hmm. two different occasions. Yeah. The oldest, face hit the, bottom jaw hit the floor. Mm. Wow. The oldest, I mean, the middle, screamed. And this was like first thing in the morning when I showed him this. Oh, wow. It's just like, ah! How did he do that? I'm just, he did it. It's magic. Yeah. They're, they're 12 and 10. They don't need to know. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, damn it. That happened. Dina, thank you. But yeah, man, Big E giving UWO some love. They're coming up in the world, man. Good. Good. Yeah. So happy for them. Yeah. I mean, they're your kids, right? You're damn right. You know what? (laughs) I am Joe Jackson. Oh. I am whipping them (laughs) motherfuckers into podcast fame. (laughs) Joe Jackson, right? Okay, so which one's Jermaine? Which one's Tito? Hmm, let me see. I got to think about this. Now I got to think about this. Who would you say is okay? First of all, we're going to talk Jermaine. Who's the most greasy out of the three? Ooh. Just glistening. I mean, shiny motherfuckers. Oh, Kyle, don't doubt. Okay, so Kyle would be Jermaine. Okay. All right. Tito. I can't say. Can't give anybody a Tito. Tito. um, Well, there's got to be a Michael of the group, right? Yeah, they'll let them motherfuckers fight for Michael. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're going to have to fight to the death for Michael. Mm. Every, I don't know. Everybody just has their oh, oh. Okay, I probably would say the top three of the Jacksons are Michael, Tito, and Jermaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn. Yeah, I mean. Probably get, I, you know, I probably have to give. I probably have to give Brian Michael. Oh, Be- wow. He's on the most content. Okay. You know, we do the watch-alongs and the let's book this crap. Mm-hmm. You know, he has the more the more content out. He shows out more. He said, "My boys are three T." Yeah, I love that first album. Judge me. Three T. You never heard of him? What's three T? Three T are Tito's sons that actually formed a musical group. Really? Yeah, they had a hit called Anything in the uh, in the uh, mid nineties. Huh. Never heard of some them. Good so- yeah, they had some good songs on it. Oh. Wow. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, apparently, uh, Kyle, uh, Brian is the Michael Jackson of the group, so you're going to have to so deal. I guess angry fan Tito. <laughs> angry oh, Eddie is Tito Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> kind of lays low in the cut, but yeah, he still gets his shine. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, 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 my, yeah, Brian has to take. Tw- I'm little Mike OG. <laughs> Got the nose emoji. I love little Michael. <laughs> Oh man, goodness! But uh, I was gonna, I was gonna ask like who, who, who's who in the three MB, or rather, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. Who's three? All three? Well, two of the three are watching. Who's the three MB? Yeah, I mean, I would say well, Eddie naturally would be the gender of the. He has to be. Yeah. So who's the so between Kyle and Brian? Who's Drew? Who's Heath? You know what it is. You know, I'm gonna say Kyle has to be. Kyle has to be Heath. I was gonna say that he yeah. got kids. He he does have kids. <laughs> yeah, so that leaves uh, Brian as the Drew McIntyre of the UWO. Ah, oh, damn. Of the three MB. Yo, damn. Two for two. Two. <laughs> first, first he's MJ, and then he's Drew, the future WWE champion. If they don't f that up. We'll oh, get into that later. Oh, we'll we'll get we'll get into that later because I have I have a few words about that whole super showdown nonsense that went down. I ain't more. Honestly, I I watch bits and pieces. I watch bits and pieces because I end up going to Brian's house afterwards. Yeah. And I was I was I didn't judge too hastily, and then I'm glad I didn't. And then when you go off in your rant, I'll explain my case. All right. Yeah, I didn't watch the show at all. I just watched highlights and read the results. Yeah, because well, it comes on while I'm at work. Yeah. By the time I got out of work, it was already over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and plus, plus I, we have better things to do than watch a glorified house show. I honestly, I probably that day I probably would wish I was home watching that glorified house show. I probably would have been happy watching that glorified house show. No. I ain't even gonna lie. Mm. It was, it was just a long. Well, it was usually I usually it's not it's usually I fast days, but it was just like right, I'm ready to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And that's usually by like. Let me see. I go into work at eight, so probably about seven fifty nine. I was ready to go home. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you must love your job. It's rewarding. It's every it it drains you, but every once in a while, you got that one client who will just say something and just kind of and just make it worth it. Mm. I will say that. Okay, indeed, that's valid. Uh, yeah. Client slash coworker, <laughs> but yeah, um, let's see. I've been, I mean, I've, I've been, you know, just been pretty busy. But I did have a chance to watch. Uh, I didn't watch any new movies, but I did watch one movie that I've wanted to watch for years. I finally got around to it. It is available on Netflix. Um, this is a movie that when I was a kid, this was described like it was folklore, and then I see it and I'm like, okay, I I enjoyed this. I thought it was a tad overhyped, but I enjoyed it for what it was, and I am looking forward to the sequel coming out this summer. I finally got to watch the 1992 horror feature Candyman. That motherfucker's on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that. Candyman, Candyman. Hey, oh, hey, candy, hey, Candyman, hey, Candyman. Hey, hey. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you did not say it five times, did you? Candyman. You're a dick. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it reminded me of the whole Bloody Mary. Uh, uh, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. that back in the day. Yo, Candyman, yeah. as a kid, Candyman scared the shit out of me. 
I mean, it was it, it was pretty intense, like watching Tony because Tony Todd's a creepy ass dude, and he's returning for the sequel. Can we yes. talk about that? Can we talk about that trailer, please? Yes. Oh my god, we don't even see Tony Todd in it. Mm-mm. And but, he's confirmed to be in it. Yep, he's reprising his role. And I'm amped up for it. And first of all, Jordan Peele's not directing it. No, he's executive producing and he's co-writing it. But using Say My Name yeah. in the trailer, I was like, nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. He did it. God damn it. He did it again. Yeah, man. Jordan Peele, he has a knack of taking uh, classic 90s songs and just making them creepy. Like first, like I Got Five on It by the Loonies and now, and now Destiny Child Say My he Name. Did he do one for Get Out? No, nah, he Come didn't. But man... Say my name never sounded so haunting in that new Candyman trailer. Yeah, he's fucking up our child. He's fucking up <laughs> I, as a child of the nineties. You fucking up my child. Yeah, just turn it into one big ass horror show. Indeed. Next thing you know, they can shoot. Oop, oop, oop. They can remake Bobby's World into a horror movie <laughs> as a schizophrenic kid who acts on his wild imagination, but it's dark. <laughs> that'd be a, that'd there's be, your story. That'd be a bridge too far. But I could see someone trying it. Um, they made a dark version of the Fresh Prince. They did? Yeah, they, they put a trailer on it, and Will Smith actually liked it and got behind it. Hmm. And horror version of the Fresh Prince. Well, it's not horror, but it's more like, it's more a dr- dramatic version of it. I see. Hmm. And it, it it got like great reviews. Just hmm. a fan-made trailer. Okay. I see. Oh, okay, I got you. Like, they got new actors portraying Will, Uncle Phil, all the characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, set modern times, but it just took a much more serious, dramatic approach. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, yeah, you enjoy it. But, yeah, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for Candyman. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm after seeing uh, the original. Um, you, You've seen the original, right? I was too scared as a kid. I mean, I mean, it is on Netflix, so you can just watch it. Right I mean, now. now I can watch it. What's going on, Dominique? I would, yeah, I'll definitely watch it now. Yeah, I mean, it. What was what's what's interesting is that um, I, I liked it, I, I liked how, you know, it had themes like tied like themes of like race and like you know, uh, things like that into this into the character. Um, Virginia Madsen being this being this white woman is like. Who's who's dragging her poor friend Casey, played by Casey Lemons, along? Like, hey, let's go to the Cabrini Green projects. <laughs> and <laughs> why would you do that? I saw a meme that said, "White people, stop being scared of moving into black neighborhoods." We well, said, "We said, dear white people, mm-hmm. stop moving into black neighborhoods and being scared of us before I beat your ass." My <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, thanks. <laughs> I mean. I mean, you know what's interesting is like the the film was actually like they had the exterior location shots at the actual Cabrini Green projects, and they shot in like one of the stairwells. Um, and what how they got to shoot there was that like the producers of the film they actually had to make a deal with like the the ruling gang at the projects so they can actually film in relative safety. And then on the last day of shooting, a sniper shot through one of the production vans before they left. Yeah. If that's not the most ghetto-fied shit you've heard. It is, but I, yeah, okay, I'm glad you're laughing because I wanted to laugh too. It's just <laughs> like, you know what? Good job, but we're making our mark. Yeah. It's like, this movie better be good. It's like, well, thanks a lot. And look at us. Afraid to say Candyman five times in a mirror. I'm not. 
I'm not. I mean, it's not real people. I mean, it's like it's like when, when kids try to scare each other. Is Wakanda real? No, it's not. Wakanda is real. You shut your face. It's not real. Is Zamunda real? No, it's not. They, they are neighboring nations. You shut <laughs> your face, sir. They're fictional. Sir. They're, move, they're basically Listen, I po- movies and books. I've po- I posted a meme. What's up? It was somebody at a concert with a sign that said, your music changed my life. And who was the artist? Oh, Randy Watson. Yep. <laughs> if you don't, Jackson Hatch own. <laughs> you know him as Joe the Policeman on That's My Mama. The What's Going Down episode Yeah. of That's My Mama. <laughs> oh, my God. God, I love that movie so much. Yeah. But, but yeah, man, Candyman. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to watch the shit out of that movie. Yeah. Yep. We're, we're, we were talking about the Candyman, the new Candyman trailer, uh, Dominique, coming out tw- uh, June 2020. And I was talking about the original Candyman. Uh, there were there were two sequels made. Um, Farewell to the Flesh. Yep. Farewell to the Flesh in 95 and Day of the Dead in 99, both of which received poor reviews. Yeah, but they're, yeah, but they're completely canon because this movie is a direct sequel yeah. to the 1992. Yep. Yep. To the first one. Yep. And... Vanessa Vanessa Williams is in it again, so like she hasn't aged a day. She she has not aged a day. I saw because I see you see how young she looks in the first film. Yeah, and then you see her now. It's like black. Don't They're cry. literally the same person. Yeah, the vampires like like our truth. <laughs> yeah, our truth is a vampire. Damn near fifty. Don't look it at all. Don't look. He's still moving. Yeah, he's a he's a vampire. Yeah, black don't crack. Sure don't. Yeah, daywalkers unless there is crack. Oh yeah. Oh. So you get you gotta bring I it did. down. You got you had to bring it down. You listen, you just crushed my dreams talking about Wakanda ain't real. Well it's not. It's <laughs> shut, shut, shut up. Point it on a map. I wish it was real. Shit. Do I have the making of Black Panther book? Yeah, it's right there on the bottom shelf. <laughs> right there. <laughs> but but yeah, um that was a cool film, Candyman. I enjoyed it. Uh check it out. If you have Netflix, um, it's a really good time. Um, I, I I really liked the, the visuals with like the bees and this rib cage that and then, like the mouth. Shit! Wait, the ninety two or 90, the ninety two? Oh, yeah. I'll... And then they slowly they're slowly bringing back the bee. Mm-hmm. Like ah, oh. you know one more one more interesting fact about the old uh, Candyman film. You know Tony Todd actually negotiated uh, that with the producers that. If he ever got stung by the bees, because they handled the used real ones on the set, he would get $1,000 for every bee, bee sting. He got stung 23 times. So he got so he cleared $23,000. Damn it. Shit. Yeah. Ah. Smart work. Hopefully he has the same deal again. <laughs> they see, they know better. They CGI <laughs> bees. It's like, oh. I just hope them bees don't look Wu-Tang forever like. Oh yeah, <laughs> like on on the swarm. Like yeah. remember that album? <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I, but yeah, I saw that. Um, let me see. Oh, I also got a new addition to the collection. Went to Best Buy, and I got another steel book. Another fanciest steel book. Of packaging. Yes, the fanciest of packaging. I got Ryan Johnson's Who Done It, which came out last November. Knives Out. Ah, uh, I love this film. Uh, have, have you had a, had, a, had a chance to see it? Nope. It's really good. It's a really good whodunit. Uh, Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc. Yep. <laughs> okay. A southern southern fried detective. 
You know, he sounds like Foghorn Leghorn drinking drinking Southern Comfort. That's how he sounds like. Um, great cast. Chris Evans plays a plays a fucking douchebag in it. Lakeith Stanfield, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Christopher Plummer, Don Johnson. Ah, oh, man, what a, a yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good lineup. Yeah, it's it's a great cast. It's a g- extremely well written film. Um, I I I absolutely loved it. Um, I love seeing it. I saw it twice already, and man, I'm so glad that Best Buy had one more copy of the Steelbook left because you just freaking pre-order just so you don't have to worry about this. Yeah, because because I would have been heated. No, well, well, the thing is, like, if if you if you pre-order, you have to pay pay it in full, uh, and then you pick it up. And I was kind of broke, so I was like, well, I gotta wait till payday. You had to take it. <laughs> so oh, so you had to take a shot in the dark. Yeah. But yeah, not no, at least I like call ahead. Just say, hey, can you put it aside? I'm picking it up. No, I can't do that. You can't do that either. Yeah, you gotta pay, cause cause everyone would have the same idea. That's what I used to do with all my wrestling DVDs. Like we would call and I would call them, just say, hey, I'll be in at so and so. Can you pick it up? Can you put it aside for me? And then they would, they would do it. I mean, the only... this was years ago. So yeah, now it's like you you gotta like pay for it and then go and pick it up. But yeah, Knives Out. Uh, check it out if you haven't. Great, great film. One of my favorite films of 2019. And um, I have a, well, two things. Uh, one, um, I have a questionnaire, which we'll, which we'll get into uh, later on in the show. It's a, it's a good one. Um, it's in tribute to the late, great James Lipton. Uh, yeah, I saw yeah. he passed. What was it? Yes- yeah, it was yesterday. Uh yep. Yep, James Lipton, uh, the ho- former host of Inside the Actor Studio. He passed away Monday at the age of 93. Yeah. He lived a life, man. Oh, yeah. And I hope I live to be 93. Yeah, me too. Because all I'll do is just cuss no matter <laughs> where I would. And nobody can't tell me shit because they're like, oh, he's just old. He don't care. <laughs> oh, he don't know better. <laughs> yeah, they just say that. And then I'm just like, yeah, I do. I'm just doing it because I know I can. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but uh, yeah, but yeah, James Lipton, in 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 honor of him, in tribute to him, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the uh, uh, Bernard Pivot questionnaire, which he uh, at, which he uh, gives at, at each episode, at the end of each episode of Inside the Actor Studio. It's a cool questionnaire. It's ten questions. I'll I'll we'll both I'll give my answers to, and it's like a like, like a little pers- fun personality a questionnaire. Um, so we'll do that later on in the show. Okay. Yep. So I'll be interested in hearing your answers to these questions. Oh, Jesus. And I have a challenge for okay. everyone. I'm going to say this right now because you texted me earlier today. Yes. And he goes, you know, I have a month challenge for you. And I'm like, I'm scared. <laughs> you shouldn't be. I put you through some shit. Not really, no. You, you, because I usually take a, take the end of this, the short end of the stick with this one. Yeah. White claw. Mm-hmm. A, well, I'm wearing a wearing a Eagles jersey on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, at least we won for the. At least we won the Royal Rumble challenge. Vibes. Yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, I know they couldn't wait till it was over. <laughs> over. Yeah, I guess the experience for them sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens when you're a loyalist puppet. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what's up. Um, Fives. Yep, boom. (laughs) But yes, um, I have a challenge that I'm going to lay down uh, to to you and to everyone watching, as well as to some of our fellow podcasters that, that we support and support us. I call this, and this is inspired by the uh, four in February challenge. You doing this? You doing this challenge too? Yes, I am. Okay, yeah, I call this the Codex Prime Literary Challenge. Codex Prime Literary Challenge. Yep. I will post the details on our Facebook page after the end of this episode. Read four books in a month of March. Close. Um, for this challenge, uh, you get to you get to read and finish at least three books. Three books. By March 31st at 11.59 p.m. So you can be down to the wire, but as long as you read at least three books three by books, three books, yes three books. by March 31st at 11.59 p.m., you'll you will have you will have, you will have succeeded in the challenge. Now, yeah. no, oh, I was gonna, oh, oh, you gonna break down the criteria like the criteria? Go ahead, yeah. all right, because that was my question. Yeah. Now, um, out of out of these books that you read, however many. Only one book can be a graphic novel or a trade paperback. Only one. Only one. Yeah. Because if it was all graphic novels, it'd be way too easy. Yeah, it would be because it is. Yeah. So only one one graphic novel or trade paperback is permitted in this challenge. Um, audiobooks are permitted in this challenge. Now, I say audiobooks because, you know, some people, you know, some people like to mix and match, do a little bit of reading, physical copies. Audiobooks are becoming popular. And, you know, I, w- I do want to be all inclusive. So we have audiobooks as part of this challenge. Um, what is not permitted? Comic books. Okay. And magazines. All right. They do not count. So if you're thinking about blazing through like single issue floppies, nah, nah get that out your head. So comic books and magazines are not permitted in the Codex Prime Literary Challenge. Uh, the books that you read can be in any genre, fiction or nonfiction. It could be biographies, mysteries, sci-fi, whatever you want. Um, and when you're done reading your books, you can post a photo of the book that you finished reading on your social media platform of choice with the hashtag Codex Prime Literary Challenge. And of course, you can read more than more than three books. So, I officially lay issue this challenge to the following. I issue this challenge to the UWO: Brian Lopes, Kyle Chapman, and Eddie Ortiz. I issue this challenge to the Party Nerds. Yes. Also, the Jobber Tears podcast. Tears. They are included in this challenge. And I also issued this challenge to Jim Savard and John Haponic. Boom. So. Okay. Can it be a series I've, I've already read and want to reread them? Yes. Yep. So if it, it can be a book that you, want, that you can reread uh, from start to finish. Um, so, yeah. I got one. I got one in mind. Okay. Okay, I'm in the middle of one right now. That's okay. gonna be my trade. Mm-hmm. My gra- It's a pretty thick ass graphic novel in a trade. I'm actually like in the I actually yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> re, re, re B Rob's <laughs> re, Yeah, challenge B Rob. 
Random Rambles with Rob and Wrestling is Trash. Yes, uh, Wrestling is Trash and B-Rob. Really, really, <laughs> really B-Rob. The fifth... The Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy. I, I mean, if if you want, if you want to read those as part of the it's challenge, three books. It it is three. It's three. <laughs> it is three. So have at it. If you want to listen to one of them as an audio version, God knows why. Knock yourself out, my friend. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do the old school little golden books. What? <laughs> it fits the criteria. Yeah, it does. I mean, I, I, I would say. Challenge yourself, man. You don't, don't, be, don't be reading no kids' books, man. Don't be reading no books that you know <laughs> that your girlfriend's kids would read. Come on, now, step, step it up, step it up. Challenge yourself. Read a legit book. I hit you with a loophole right there, though. <laughs> I mean, I was aware of the loophole. I can't obviously. I can't control what people want. What, what people can read in this challenge, but I will say, please. Challenge yourself and read a book that's age appropriate. <laughs> All right, n- n- none of this like scholastic, you know, freaking what whatever whatever you said. Do color the uh, little golden books, little golden books, or Berenstain Bears. None of that. I Come literally on. just found out. I literally just found out what they were called because I bought the baby one like a fuck a couple of weeks ago. Aw. <laughs> But yeah, man, Le- legit books age appropriate. Okay, and, do and, coloring and, books count? No, coloring books do not count. You don't even read coloring books. Oh, man. So yeah, man. So yeah, man. Uh, and, so yeah, any any books out there? And hey, and hey, here's an idea. Since UWO is in the in the chat, any wrestling biographies you want to read? Hey. Now's the time. You oh, I got plenty. Challenge. I got a couple. I got the Bre- I have Bret Hart's book. I have Ted DiBiase's. I have um, Heartbreaking Triumph, the WWE published Shawn Michaels book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's it off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, let me see. I know that there's uh, Daniel Bryan's book. Um, oh, I got the Justin Roberts book that you uh, gave me. Yep. Justin Roberts. There's AJ Lee's book, Crazy is My Superpower. Um, you can check those out at the lo- local library as well. So, yeah. If you got those library cards, fire them up. If 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 you haven't had one in years, sign up for one and get to it. Shout out to, oh, shout out to Louis Marcano from the Providence Lucha Talk podcast. Okay. All right, we just, I just Lucha made Talk. friends with him. We're going to be Louis, we're going to be talking soon. All right. So yeah, um so yeah, that's the Codex Prime Literary Challenge. Be on the lookout for okay. the full details on our page. You got me thinking that it was just something like you had me scared for nothing. <laughs> I mean, I I know I I because you know I I I just wanted to see you quake a little, but I could come up with another scary challenge for the family. I will get you. Oh, I'll get you. You know, I can get you back. Let them in, Carl. Oh God, here we go. All right. You know, it's okay. We, we, we can venture to the basement after. I don't know what to make of that. Uh, uh, the family. Whatever happens to me, <laughs> he did it. He's, a, he's had it out for me for years already. 10, 15 p.m. is really the best time to dig. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just kidding. I, I, I just, I just, I just, you know. Wanna, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah I, I don't, I don't do any of that. I'm no, but, but yes, he uh, stuttered. Uh, he stutters. That means he's wrong. 
that's not true. Um, Brian Loeb says that he owes five dollars and fifty cents at the library. He might need some time. <laughs> Come on, yeah, I'm willing to bet that he everybody got owes library fees. Yeah, if you got library fees, come on, pay them, pay them. I mean, and for those who got kids, your kids, you, you probably take your kids to the library anyway. So might as well kill two birds with no, one we stone. We do. We actually do encourage reading in the house. Oh yeah, we do. And remember, as Oswald Bates said, reading is fallopian. <laughs> reading is fundamental, y'all. You said it right the first time. Yeah, <laughs> my brother. Yeah, we must unsheath the crux of the Jerry Curls activation. God damn, what a classic character. It is. It really is. Yeah. The sad part is Hoteps really do talk like that. They do. Yeah. They do. Like, you see somebody who wears a certain hat to the freestyle, he's about to rap about some fucking pyramids. Yeah, some pyramids and uh, $3 and six dimes. Whatever it is. Um, $3.60? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, Erica Badu says it differently. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's about it. And um, yeah, like I said, the Bernard Pivo questionnaire, but courtesy of James Lipton, we'll, be, we'll get into later on. All right. Yeah. Damn, so much for my freaking binge watch challenge I was going to do. I was going to try to catch up with, oh, all right, I can do this. I can do this. I actually have like, I actually managed to get like a lot of reading time in. Yeah. So I got okay. I'm in the midst of one. Uh, Earth X. It was actually mm-hmm. a Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. Well, Paradise X and a uh, Universe X. Those yeah. were Christmas gifts mm-hmm. from uh, my girlfriend's sister. Shout out to John. Hey, John. Oh, nice. But I had to get Earth X to start it off. Yeah, because that was the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. My God, just got me Infinity Crusade. I had to buy Infinity War just so I could read. Oh. Oh. I already started my one freaking trade, you dick. Hey, you know, I can't make it too easy. All right, nah, challenge accepted. I can do this. Of course. I have no problem doing it. Yeah, you got it. You know, it's just words on a page, Carl. I know. I know. I read all the time. I read a lot. Okay. Yeah, I actually just finished reading uh, Charlemagne the God's Shook Ones, Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me. Oh, yeah, him. No, it was actually very good. You know, explores, you know, explores like the black stigma of, you know, if you show, if you were like saying, if you're golden. If you admit that you have like mental problems, that's like a sign of weakness. Or if oh, you admit yeah. that you need to go to therapy, which is also like a sign of weakness in the hood. How mm. a lot of people have. Oh, what's going on, Brian Carl? Mm. We got to get that picture in. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm saying like if you show, um, yeah, if you show that you have to go to therapy and stuff, and it, and there's like a lot of um, a lot of innuendos in past rap songs, which actually explored. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these rappers saying that they have mental health issues. Oh yeah, Scarface. Oh, My mind's playing tricks on me. Was literally about his anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he tells a story about his um, so about his anxiety himself. So. Hmm. Interesting. And that's a book that have you read that before? Are you? In I literally movie? just finished it on uh, Sunday. Oh okay. Does yeah. that count? Nah. It was March first. Nah, I said. 
No, I didn't. I didn't issue the challenge. March first. It doesn't count, Carl, because I just issued the challenge right now, and it's March third. So Uh, you just missed. I tried. (laughs) I tried. No loopholes, man. (laughs) I found one. So yeah, yeah, we are all here, Brian, Carl. And then Brian Carl. <laughs> well, that's a picture that we all been wanting to get, that we've been wanting to take. Wow! So it's like you found a fusion version of yourselves. Pretty much, yeah. Damn. And check out his mixer, Darth Cinna. Mm-hmm. Streaming. Uh, I forgot the name of the game he's been streaming lately, but it seems pretty. It seems pretty cool. It's a first-person shooter. Okay. Nice. All right. Um, on the you all set? Yeah, I'm all set. Okay, yeah. so on the comic tip. Uh, I started reading uh, X-Men and Fantastic Four number one and two. Mm-hmm. That, well, yeah, that recently just came out. It was written by uh, Chip Zdarsky and read by Terry Dodson. And the art by Terry Dodson, excuse me. And it's about every... Me- okay, so as you... As normal comic... Well, um, up-to-date comic readers know that the nation of Krakoa mm-hmm. has every mutant in the planet mm-hmm. living there. Yep. Except one. Okay. Franklin Richards. Oh, the son of uh, Reed and Sue. Sue Richards, yes. Mm. So the X-Men are trying to recruit him since it's his birthright, and he is technically a mutant. Mm-hmm. Like he was born with his powers. Yep. You know, they want to recruit him to come to Krakoa, but Sue and Reed just ain't having it. Right. You know, the kid's only like 15. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's not having it. So although... Reed was, I mean, although Franklin was thinking about, you know, at that time he was losing it. He was thinking that he was losing his powers, but all the, throughout the whole time, Reed actually injected him with a, with a serum that decreases his powers. Mm-hmm. So he's pissed off, you know, because, well, Reed did it because he was afraid that he would become too powerful, not know how to actually, like, use it, yeah. use his powers at such a young age. Mm-hmm. So he's obsessed by, upset by it, but then, so he, him, Valeria, Aaron, Kitty Pride, who we had runs, run-ins with, in the past, they run off, thinking mm-hmm. that they're actually gonna go to Krakoa. So because they're thinking, oh, the X Men took them and stuff. Yeah. Fantastic Four and X Men are beefing. Mm. Okay. And but he find it turns out that he aligned himself with a familiar character. Okay. Doctor Doom. Oh. And he's gonna rejuvenate his powers, and that's how they. Have, that's how issue two uh, let off, left off. Interesting. Doctor Doom is at play. Hmm. And he's teaming up with uh oh no. He's at this moment he's on his own. Okay. But it's just that he Franklin reached out to him. Mm-hmm. Can you rejuvenate my powers? Yes, I can. Mm. That's how the that's how it ended. Okay. So I assume that there's a price to be paid for that deal. I have Okay. Issue three is going to be, um, I don't know exactly when it's coming out, but only two issues deep. Hmm. Get it. Interesting. Okay. Get it. Um, my four in February is complete. Yes. I did it. Not as fast as you, you jerk, but. <laughs> well, well, the Resident Evil uh, games that I picked, like they're very good for speed runs. Loopholes. <laughs> well. Like I said, well, Resident Evil Four w- w- took the longest time, but yeah, but they're good for speed ho- speed runs. Okay, well, yeah, yeah mine's were Mortal Kombat Eleven, Oni Mushu Warlords. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the third one? Shit, I really forgot, and I posted it too. Oh, Batman the Telltale, that glitch fest. <laughs> yep. And my fourth one was God of War. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. I had a blast. Yeah. Got playing it. that again. Yeah. Got it it definitely is not one of those, okay, I beat it once, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it has replay value. Oh, absolutely. And I enjoy beating the bricks out of Alistair Black. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, man. What's his Baldur. name? Baldur. Baldur, yeah. Baldur. Yeah, man. That guy. And I managed to... I managed to dodge the... Okay, good. You got me, but... You know, I need to practice up on it. We'll do it again. Brian Carl beat me in um, Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, okay. He did, but that's all right, though. <laughs> I can I can, I can, can jump back. And Spawn comes out on Sunday. Oh, the, the character. The DLC, yep. Mm. And I've been waiting for that since last year. Mm. I'm getting... Oh, I'll be streaming that one Sunday. Okay. Yeah, Spawn definitely fits in the MK universe. You know who's uh, playing a voice? Who? Keith David. Oh, nice. That's dope. I like that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Okay. Yeah. Not just you, everyone. He did. There was only two people playing. <laughs> there was only two other people playing. It was me and Evan. And Evan's easy. Mm. That sounds like fighting words, man. He started it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, 4 in February. That was fun. Can't wait till next year to do it again. Mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah, definitely. I Googled it this morning. Where do you stream from? Twitch. Codex Prime Podcast. All one word. Yep. Um, if you haven't heard it by now, please listen to me and Brian's watch along of the... Episode of Nitro from August 17th, 1998. August 1798? Yep. The day, the WCW debut of The Ultimate Warrior. Oh, my God. It, it, man, we had a blast watching that one. We enjoyed it. Just like Brian said, we enjoyed it for all the wrong reasons. Oh, of course. Man. And One Warrior Nation, remember that? Remember, that didn't start yet. <laughs> so you get to see that you get to see us give our critiques on <clears throat> a one who was the opening bout. Sick Boy versus Steve Mongo McMichael. Yay, the best <laughs> horseman. As a matter of fact, Brian Lopes. Give it, but I'm gonna give you a second. Let me know if you're still in here. Let me know. So yeah, Steve Mongo McMichael. Um, for all you wrestling fans, he was a former WCW United States Heavyweight Champion and a member of the Four Horsemen. Yeah, I need him to let me know that he's still here because he's been going off lately. Mm-hmm. You know, with. The NWO being inducted to the Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. But he said that... <laughs> okay, yep. He said yeah. he said that all 250 members of the NWO should be inducted. Yes. Well, sir, the, the four horsemen are inducted into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But they only inducted Ric Flair, mm-hmm. Arn Anderson, yep. Tully Blanchard, yep. and, Blair, and Barry Windham. Yes. So I'm gonna need for you to keep that same energy, Brian. <laughs> they need to also induct Ole Anderson, yep. Lex Luger, 
<laughs> Sting's already in there. Mm-hmm. But he needs to be a two-timer as a member of the Four Horsemen. Absolutely. Sid Vicious. Oh, God. Even though he stabbed Arn Anderson. Yeah, he did. Paul Roma. Oh. Brian Pillman. Wow, they were actual members? Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit. <laughs> I, I was just going to say that. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. J-E-F-F. J-A-R-R-E-T. Spending my days working hard on the go with the hand on the clock. Keep spinning too slow. Cause I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight. Bars. I listen to way too much Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> oh, Lord. Kurt Heading needs to be a two-timer. Mm-hmm. D. Malenko. Yep, he was. And... Steve McMichael. Yeah, man. If they're in, he's got to go into. Keep that same energy, Brian. Yeah, man. I mean, I gave you the idea that Horace Hogan should be in the Hall of Fame because he was part of the NWOB team. Right. So there you go. If if it's good enough for Horace Hogan, it's good enough for Steve Mongo McMichael, WWE Hall of Fame. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. I would have laughed my ass off if that <laughs> said yes happened. to all of them but Mongo. <laughs> Nope. That same energy, sir. Well, I mean, I think the thing is Mongo Steve Mongo McBecker, well, he was ahead of his time. He was a he was a ring general, okay? So, you know, when you watch his matches, you, you were like, wow, this is science right here. This is technical wrestling and his finance. You know Do you know what his special move was? What was it? It was a chop block to the leg. <laughs> oh my god, I just remember it. Yeah, it was. He did do that a lot. And in that episode, he missed. <laughs> Big ups to Sick Boy for selling that. Interesting fact about, well, you oh, got to wow. listen to that because I throw some interesting facts in block. I will call in right now and defend my stance. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Steve Mongo McMichael was Goldberg before Goldberg. <laughs> Technically, that would have been Ultimate Warrior. Oh, yeah, because Warrior was a football? No. Oh, he no. just. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't that great of a wrestler. Oh, yeah. True. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, also the Eddie Guerrero shoot. Mm-hmm. Where he poured coffee all over himself. What? Yeah. Jesus. Yep. Like hot coffee? Yep. Oh, my God. Why would you do that? Watch the episode or listen to the watch along. Because okay. we let the audio play for that one. All right. Ugh. And, uh, man, shout out to Ronaldo. He literally hit me up just to tell me how much he enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, but we got another one this way. We got another one coming up. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a doozy. We're not going to tell you. You won't know until we drop it. Oh, it's that that good, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, uh, is it infamous? Is it an infamously bad uh, event? No, it's not a bad event. It wasn't a bad event, but it was very infamous. Okay. All I'm gonna tell. All I'm gonna tell you. You're actually more than welcome to come and join us. <laughs> well, if I have the time, you know, because I these watch alongs are fun. Yeah. Now I was. Is the next one? Is it? Is it a WCW event? No, it's a WWE event. Okay. All right. Don't say nothing, Brian. Okay. You, they won't know to we drop it, but we'll and that's something else that we'll be dropping soon. Yeah, what's up? 
another edition. Well, technically, it would be the first edition because we're actually using the name. Let's book this crap with Brian and Carl. Oh, okay. We about to book WrestleMania, and oh my God, I can't wait. Oh boy. So this is we're going to get our pencils ready. Okay, so this is a new podcast with you and Brian? It's kind of like a little sub-show, a joint venture with Codex and uh, UWO. Okay, I like that. Let's book this crap. And with WrestleMania 36 on the horizon... We're going to oh. book it. Because oh. our, our rumble was good. Our <laughs> rumble... I'm happy with what we got, but mm. ours was better. Yeah. Um. Uh, actually, uh, anything else you got? Yeah. Okay. Um... So even though I was in and out of this one because I was like very comfortable in bed and sleeping and me and my girl was watching at the same time. Oh, my God. The Trials of Gabriel Hernandez. Don't watch it. Oh, oh, the tri- oh, you mean Aaron Hernandez? No, Gabriel Hernandez. Gabriel Hernandez. Yeah, it was about an eight-year-old boy who was abused to the point and he ended up dying like that. And it was so graphic. Don't do it. It just make you hate people. Yeah, I won't. Yeah, it's just, at least just read up a summary and you'll be so pissed. Mm-hmm. Like very well told story, but it's just oh my god! Like I was, I couldn't even finish it. Uh, it was that. It was that disturbing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. The R True special, W the twenty four special. Oh okay. It it was pretty good. He was the first black NWA champion. Really, Ron Killings? Yeah. Wow. Long history. He was the first. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, And then also, like, talk about he actually got into wrestling by watching WCW because he knew somebody who worked for the Crockett's at the time. So, Mm -hmm. And they just pulled him off of the streets because, you know, he was in the drug game. He was rapping, but it just wasn't really picking up. Like, he was paying for it, but his his buzz really wasn't working up. Yeah. So it's like now, like, everything's – he's rapping – He's wrestling. He's doing things. He's doing everything that he loves. He's entertaining as fuck. Like mm-hmm. they show like some backstage stuff, you know, antics with him. Like yeah. he's one of the few wrestlers in the world that can literally make Vince McMahon like bust out in tears laughing. <laughs> I can see why. Yeah, he's a very entertaining guy. Like everybody does have a purpose. Everybody in WWE has a purpose, and his that's his purpose. Like he he got air over. Hmm. Oh yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, the imaginary friend. <laughs> like he got that over. He did. He did. And like just a lot of his antics, like the whole. Remember when he went into the Royal Rumble and pulled out a ladder to try to get a briefcase? Mm-hmm. That was his idea. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> and Vince was like, "That's hilarious. Do it." <laughs> just sad that somebody lost their spot in the Rumble just for that. But it was like, you know what? That shit's worth it because we remember it. Yeah. Worth it. So, but no, it was a nice, it was a very nice story. I, I definitely recommend that um, you guys watch that. Um, Fantastic Four's Grim Noir number one. Well, it was only like a one. Uh, it was a one shot, but it was written by Jerry Dugan and art by uh, Ron Garvey. And short story, little quick short story. Ben Grimm is actually battling Doctor Strange villain Despair, mm-hmm. who has been tormenting them in his nightmares. But he comes to life. So, like, all his nightmares, like, come to life. Mm-hmm. And he's battling. Okay. With no help from the other Fantastic Four. It's just Ben Grimm solo fighting him. Yes, hell. Truth made... Truth did make Lesnar laugh. Yeah, okay. I mean. <laughs> and then, before I came here, 
I tried, and Brian and Brian was actually like looking forward to my to what I thought about this. I tried the KFC donut chicken sandwich. What the hell's the matter with you, man? I had to do it for the sake of trying. I actually see. Unlike you, I actually take fucking risk. I take risk. I take a chance. I, I take, take cal- I take calculated risks. I think before I do things. I thought about it too, and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna do it just for the sake of di- just for the sake of doing it. I can actually say that I did it, and I can just move on with my life. And that's pretty much what this sandwich was. It was a Luther burger. Nah, it wasn't even that to that degree. Just two glazed donuts and a slab of meat. And a piece of shit. Yeah, but the Luther burger had like more than that. Like it was topped off with bacon and more bacon. I think there was like eggs and cheese, all types of cheeses in there. Yeah. Hypertension. <laughs> but I mean, I ate it. It wasn't bad, but it's like I don't I don't need to eat it again. Right. Like I'm like there it is. Like it was a little overhyped. A little too wet because they like make the the donut right then and there. Mm-hmm. So there's like glaze all all over my face and my my face and hands and stuff. Still had some before I came here, but I was like, nasty. Yeah, I was just like, all right, I did it. I'll still take the Popeye's chicken sandwich over it any day of the week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. So you so you had like essentially like a deep fried, just oily and greasy chicken, just a slab of chicken with like two glazed donuts as the bread. Yeah. And that's what you ate. Yeah. For what? What for? Just to try it. Just to try it. Would you try heroin? Would you? Would you try crack? You smoke crack, don't you? No. <laughs> Look at me, boy. Don't you smoke crack? <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Oh man. No, me, but I'm me. just like I. I'm like I know because I know my curio- My curiosity was killing me, and mm. I'm just like you know what? Screw it. I. I've tasted the I've tasted two wicked nightmare drops. First of all, my girl's gonna kill me when she finds out I did this. Two? Oh, what, oh no, what? the two. Oh no, the wicked nightmare drops. She was a hundred and ten percent behind that one. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, but Dude, we kill. had scorpion pepper peanut brittle. Scorpion pepper peanut brittle. Oh yeah, if you look on the UWO page, Brian's trying it. Okay, Brian tries it. I t- let's just say that we all took it better than he did. Okay. Like, he was eating it. And he was like, okay, I see it. I wait for it to kick in. Now it's kicking in. Like, I'm following him, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. recording him. But once I stopped recording, when mm-hmm. we got to the car, it hit him worse. Ooh. I actually was like, okay. I was like, okay about it. I'm like, yeah, it hits, but it just wasn't bad. Mm. You took it like a bitch, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, those 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 hot ass peppers, man, those like freaking genetically engineered bullshit. Nah, I'm good. Um, we gotta get him to do it. UWO, <clears throat> Ryan, and everybody else. We gotta get you to lift him. Yeah, you can drink a white claw. You can handle some spicy shit. I mean, I I eat spicy food all the time, but not unreasonably spicy. Not like ghost peppers or anything like that. No, I refuse. I tried Wicked Nightmares. So I think I can do a ghost pepper. <laughs> <laughs> but. But I will say, like, all this talk about chicken sandwiches, um, that reminds me, if you go on YouTube, uh, there's a comedian, Roy Wood Jr. Um, he has this he has a series of uh, chicken sandwich videos called The Coalition. <laughs> and it's a, and it's like a coalition, like, of, of uh, chicken sandwiches that he bought and he provides some voices for them. And they're like, uh, it's like a, 
it's kind of kind of like like the the chicken sandwich game is like the drug game and like they're all getting together because the Popeye's chicken sandwich is like killing them, killing everyone, all the other chicken sandwich chains in the business, like Chick-fil-A, churches, um, and all that. So they get together to try to find out, figure out a way to take down Popeye's. It, 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 it's silly. It's just silly nonsense. Like, like there's like 15 videos and it's like all together, like it's 20 minutes long for the whole thing because each of them are like two minutes long. Yeah, change. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it, it, it's it's amusing stuff. I enjoyed it. I feel like I've seen this actor before. Oh, I yeah. He's a comedian. Oh, yeah. Roy Wood Jr. Yeah, he's on the Daily. I think, is he? I don't know if he's still on the Daily Show with Trevor Noah, but. Oh, okay. But yeah, um, he does that. But yeah. Yeah. Bojangles. Um, yeah, it's pretty funny. So check that out. It's the Coalition on YouTube by comedian Roy Wood Jr. Yeah. yeah. And of course, wouldn't be complete. Vic. What's up? We got a new batch of idiots to invest into. <laughs> Ninety Day Fiance. Yeah, new series. Oh boy. Um, there's. There, I, I want to say there's probably like five, like seven couples. I'll read you three. Okay. So first of all, we got Big Ed. Mm-hmm. As you're reading, I just gotta wipe my nose. Yeah, we got Big Ed, 54 years old from California. First of all, his name is Big Ed, and he's four foot eleven. And he's getting into a relationship with uh, Rosemarie, who's 28 and from the Philippines. This one is definitely a disaster waiting to happen. He lied about his height, saying that he was five two. And it's like, oh, he packed for to for a trip to the Philippines. He packed like doll, sex toys, a SpongeBob doll, some popcorn, and condoms. Wait, that's pretty much it. And then like his, he talked. Yeah, his because he has a because um she has a child. Okay. Which yeah, it doesn't like help his case at all. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, like he talked to his boss, like his coworker about it, who's Filipino herself, and he's like, yeah, my mom's Filipino from the Philippines, so he's like, where you're going is like north of Manila, so it's like, there is no plumbing. Have you got your shots? Mm-hmm. You know they got flying cockroaches that can kill you over there. Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> oh. You think? Mm-hmm. So there's that one. Yeah. Then we got, this one actually kind of hurts me. Okay, you got a Yolanda who's 51 and from Vegas. And she's been talking to Williams, who's 41 and from the UK. Williams. Williams. You, you gotta have to say it like that. Williams. 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 Okay. But see, here's the thing. First of all, she's Auntie Yo. She's just like that sweet auntie. I compared her on Twitter. She's that sweet auntie mm-hmm. who, remember your family, family functions, your family, if you needed to go buy some food, like some spices or whatever, they send you to the store. Mm-hmm. She's the auntie who will send you to the store and let you keep the change. Oh, that's cool. She was such a sweetheart. Like she's been through so much. She had a huge weight loss journey. She looks amazing from where she was before. She's a widow. Mm-hmm. She raised six kids by herself. Man. You know, and some well behaved kids too. Oh, that's an accomplishment. Like 
that she, and she just comes up. She's just so sweet, and we're just like we can't let like as we as the black community have to protect this woman at all costs. Mm-hmm. But damn it, she's delusional. Oh, it's so fast. First, of, like the dudes from the UK, mm-hmm. she actually talked to him. Mm-hmm. That didn't sound he that accent did not sound British. First of all, she said, "Well, do you know what this guy looks like?" He said his kid. He doesn't have a camera phone. It's 2020. Every phone has a camera. <laughs> Every phone. Yeah. Everybody has a camera. Yeah. Your phone's from 2010. 15. You're still overdue for an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> like five upgrades. Yeah. Hey, and, but you got a camera, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right here. See, lens and all. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> He doesn't, and it sounds like a it sounds like an awful Nigerian accent. And then mm-hmm. to the point, she's like, "All right, which airport should I meet you at?" Mm-hmm. He said something like APS Manchester. So mm-hmm. of course, you know, ninety day Twitter got her back. Yeah, they Google it. And it's a poorly reviewed transportation <laughs> service. Okay, and everybody's like. Everybody knows is what Hastwick and all the other ones and stuff. Like it's like he didn't even know mm-hmm. what airport to do. I'm like, yep, this is a scammer. Yeah. It's to the point where we're just like anybody for over the age of fifty should not be using social media without their child supervision. <laughs> there is some truth in that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. How many like family members you have on your Facebook? Who send you like more? Who's who got about three pages all because they forgot their passwords? Mm-hmm. Like, just yeah. stop logging out. Yeah. <laughs> then you have Lisa, fifty-two from Pennsylvania, and who's seeing Usman, mm-hmm. aka Soja Boy. Okay. Thirty years old from Nigeria. He's actually a Nigerian song, uh, a Nigerian rapper. Okay. Actually dedicated a song to him. And I'm like, I got to see if this shit is true. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's on iTunes and Spotify. Oh. And God damn it, that song is awful. <laughs> is he on SoundCloud too? Oh, I'm I'm about to play the song just because like you need to go through some of this shit too. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even watch this show. Brian watched it. He was like, the first five minutes, he's like, Carl, I get it. You get to judge people without feeling like a judgmental asshole. <laughs> Here's a song. Okay. USB Entertainment. It's me, Soja Boy. I will get with you, Soja's Nation. Baby Yep, yep, I can't. I'm done. I'm I'm done. I can't do this no more. Wasn't that awful? Auto-tune. Yep. Do better, Nigeria. You're embarrassing me. Do better. Auto-tune. We affiliated members of the UWO. <laughs> <laughs> we members of the Codex Prime who are affiliated with the UWO have a 
We usually do a segment four times a year, but I think we're going to make an exception to this one. Welcome to the Burial Hall of Fame. <laughs> Vic, take it away. Uh, yeah, this is a good seg- segue. Um, non-90-day nine, talk because, you know, my brain can't take it. Um, yeah, I have a burial of the of the week. This is Hall of Fame worthy. He's actually a nice all right. <laughs> okay. The WWE Super Show. We've had Bill Goldberg, William Scott Goldberg, a man in his early 50s, a superstar in professional wrestling from 20 years ago, back when I was in high school. He comes back and he, in four minutes, with four spears, and one shitty-looking jackhammer. That shit was awful. Yeah. Puts away the fiend, Bray Wyatt, and wins the WWE Universal Championship, becoming a two-time Universal Champion. Okay. So you have the fiend character who was built up, who, first of all, underwent gimmick rehab for the better part of 2019. You know... He, I mean, after, I mean, Bray Wyatt was cursed when John Cena beat him at WrestleMania 30 and never recovered ever since. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. Bray Wyatt was cursed by John Cena when he, when John Cena beat him at WrestleMania 30 and he never recovered since. Bookmark that. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So after, so after Bray Wyatt re-emerges from the lake of reincarnation and comes back as Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt, split personality, you know, the Mr. Rogers sweater and the, uh, uh, side, and then you have the Fiend, the, the great mask de- de- designed by Tom Savini, the horror imagery, the, the, the Bray Wyatt head lantern, everything about the gimmick, the remixed uh, entrance theme, said, just, just printed money. And apart from his shitty, you know, Hell in a Cell match with Seth Rollins, which, by the way, won WrestleCrap.com's Gooker, Gobbledygooker Award. Did he really? <laughs> yep. By seven votes. Because what, what trailed it? What was? Oh, what trailed Only it? by seven? Only by seven votes. What trailed it? The Lana Bobby Lashley Rusev storyline. That beat that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, continue. Yeah. Continue. So you have Bray Wyatt besides besides that match with Seth Rollins, like he 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 did, he had a he had a good introduction uh, in ring introduction with with Finn Balor. He he gave he got the best match from the Fiend to date, courtesy of Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble with the strap match. This dude was had a was strapped to a rocket ship to the moon. It was so easy to book him to to be the unstoppable, undefeatable, unstoppable, the immovable force. All the way to WrestleMania 36, and then you can have you know the big dog, Roman Reigns come in and you know vanquish the Fiend and take the title from him. And you know what? I would not have minded because that would have made so much sense. Wait, 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 wait. There's another book. Who did you say you wouldn't mind winning the chat, winning the Universal title? Roman Reigns. Bookmark it. Go, I'll continue. bookmark that. Okay. But here's the thing. With Goldberg, with Goldberg beating the Fiend in four minutes, you do two things: you destroy the the Fiend's mystique, which was painstakingly built over the course of 2019, and you make 
and, and you reinforce this one thing where none of the superstars, none of the wrestlers in WWE of today, none of them feel like a big deal because you have Goldberg, a man who's who who's known for like five minute, ten minutes pushing it, you know, five minute matches for the most part, come in and he makes your main star, your superstar, look like a total bitch. Just bitches him out just like that with four spears and a shitty jackhammer. Now, now you you make every you make everybody on on the main roster who we're supposed to take seriously look like chumps. Seth Rollins looks like a total punk when he was scared out of his mind, cowering in the in, in the corner when the fiend was crawling up to him like the alien crawl up to Sigourney Weaver in Alien Three. We're supposed to take Seth Rollins seriously as a champion when he, when he held the title. And now you and now. Now, yet again, because it's WrestleMania, and, and Vince McMahon has no faith whatsoever in his top in his current top stars, with the exception of Roman Reigns. You have Roman Reigns challenging Goldberg in the in what's presumably the main event for the Universal Title, because now you have you have a case where they're they're they're, they're going to have a match that's not very good, the Battle of the Spears for the Universal Championship. Roman is going to probably beat uh, Goldberg to win the title. But now you've you've shortchanged Roman Reigns because instead of having him beat the fiend for the title, you have a case where Roman Roman gains the Universal Championship. He gains yet another WrestleMania coronation by beating an old, you know, has been legend from twenty years ago in order to quote unquote protect Roman so the fans won't boo him. Well, guess what? The fans are gonna boo Roman anyway, because Roman is gonna get the Universal Championship, but he's not gonna really earn it he's not gonna really earn it because he's beating goldberg instead of the fiend and really you shortchange roman because roman he's in a good place he was in a good place where you know more most of the fan base is actually cheering for him instead of booing him now it's going to be the other way around where most of the fans boo roman out of spite and instead instead of booing roman you should boo vince mcmahon and the shitty wwe creative so all this all this to 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 um you throw away all the buildup of the fiend and now at, at this point you know from now on with the fiend moving forward no one's gonna care i don't give a shit about the fiend anymore he there's the the, the scary fearsome mystique it's not there whoever faces him whether it's seth rollins whether it's finn balor whether it's who drew mcintyre whether it's whomever whoever whomever's popular in the main roster whoever whoever beats the fiend Nobody, nobody gives a shit. I don't give a shit because now the fiend Bray Wyatt is no better than the pre-fiend, pre-firefight Flinthouse Bray Wyatt. They're on the same level. Trash him in the same dustbin because right now the mystique is gone. And quite frankly, I hope I don't know if Bray Wyatt signed a multi-year deal, but he should be counting on the days until he can be future endeavored because this is Hall of Fame worthy. Goldberg for the Hall of Fame for for the Universal Championship. And you bury the fiend. You're, you're a painstakingly built character from last year. No, Bur- bury it under concrete, salt the earth, make sure nothing grows from those grounds again. Fuck this booking decision. Okay, All take right. it away, Carl. What do you have for me now? You're forgetting one thing. What's that? When the match was over. What did Bray Wyatt do? Disappeared. Did he get right? Did he get? Did he stand right up? 
No. No, he stood after. Did once he? He, he stood remember. right up, mm-hmm. looked at Goldberg, mm-hmm. then disappeared. Yeah. Right. Okay. There's a seed planted. This is why I was actually very hesitant to uh, shit on it so quickly. Now, that makes one of you. There was a tweet that was sent. Mm -hmm. Read, here we go. The tweet said that Bray Wyatt put out Mm -hmm. To my mockingbird, this is verbatim, by the way. To my mockingbird, not a loss, but instead a sacrifice. He wasn't a chapter in my tale. I began in a mission. I began with a mission, and now I'm where I'm supposed to be. You'll see. Okay. Mm-hmm. What has the fiend been doing since he became the fiend character? I don't know. Being scary. He has been targeting everybody that has done him wrong. Mm-hmm. He's went after Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Do they have history? Of course. Okay, with the whole yes man that yes movement mm-hmm. that happened down the street. Yep. <laughs> um, refresh my memory. Like who's who has you been going after? Like Finn Balor. He's had history with Finn, right? Yeah. He's literally taking pieces of people he's actually he's getting his revenge mm-hmm. the first bookmark mm-hmm. where did his career go down for downhill afterwards john cena wrestlemania 30 2014 so what does he do on smackdown the next night when john cena is like i'm gonna go off i'm gonna leave yep and not take anybody's spot but the fiend shows up, mm-hmm. points to the sign. Yeah. Yeah, he did. The story's coming full circle. Mm-hmm. He's getting his revenge on Cena. You beat me at WrestleMania, and it was downhill from there. I'm getting my revenge. That's the story. Now, with the whole Goldberg situation, poorly executed, appeasing Saudi prince, mm-hmm. and then, all right, taking the title off The Fiend, because The Fiend's like, this is just a toy. I'm done playing with it. Right. I have my own agenda. Mm-hmm. Now, with Goldberg going after Roman, as you said, who are you okay with Roman taking the title off a of go like winning the title. I was. No, but you said at that point and you said you was okay with that at this point. Mm-hmm. There's Roman's story. Could it have been somebody better than Goldberg? Absolutely. That I will give you. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Roman's story, I'm cool with it. The only thing they have to do. Because I'm assuming Brock and um, Drew's going last. I hope so. That would be the smart Brock, one. Yeah, Brock and Drew, Brock and Drew are definitely going last. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Put 
Roman and Goldberg first. Mm-hmm. If you get that match out of the way, mm-hmm. five minutes, because that's pretty much what Goldberg needs. Yep. That's all he can do, really. Yeah. Yeah. Get that out the way. Open it up just like they did last year mm-hmm. with the Universal title. Open the show up with that first, then the pe- and the people will not boo Roman. Roman was fu- he was out of the main event picture. Yeah, he was. He came back from Lu- he came back from his battle with leukemia. Mm-hmm. Roman's story goes full circle because we are going to boo the shit out of Goldberg. Oh yeah. So it's like, all right, that's what it is. I'm like, okay. I get it. I will tell you one person that they will boo the shit out of them. Who's definitely going to get booed out of the building. Who's that? Becky Lynch. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fans are fickle. No, but I'm going to tell you why. Let's think of, let's compare Becky last year to now. Mm -hmm. When Becky was going after the title. Becky was going after the title, right? Mm-hmm. Where's the money? Chase. She was chasing after it, and with the audience, not to mention all the stuff that she did on Twitter, which was brilliant at the time. Yeah, calling out Ronnie a little weirdo. So I, mm-hmm. me and the girls say that all the time. Mm-hmm. And she would say, including the fans, mm-hmm. we are going to WrestleMania. We are going to main event WrestleMania. Yeah. There's inclusiveness. Mm-hmm. She's won the title since then. Years gone by. Mm-hmm. She's gone Hollywood. Mm-hmm. There's that disconnect. Mm-hmm. It's no longer we are fighting for this. It's mm-hmm. now I. Yeah. Now, did you catch Raw on Monday? Nah. Becky, I posted it on our chat. Mm-hmm. Oh, you saw it. She had the. I think she had a fur coat she, on. Yes. Some sunglasses. The Becky Lynch that we knew and loved, the man that we knew and loved, mm-hmm. she wouldn't have came out with fur coats no. and a crown. No. Looking like Dave Chappelle when he married Oprah. <laughs> Clutching his money. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the Becky Lynch. That's not the Becky Lynch that we were connected to. Yeah. She's feeling herself way too much. Exactly. And yeah. it's going to take. A cage fighter mm-hmm. like Shayna Baszler mm-hmm. to get her to knock some sense into her and take a bite out of her too. Well, she already did that. <laughs> yeah, that was silly. So that's how I look at it. It's just more of I get it. Let's see what happens. Let's see what the story plays out. Now I put I trust Bray Wyatt. To hurdle this. This was a good tweet. I understand it. I'm like, okay. I get it. He's going to deliver a Firefly Funhouse. Let's see what he delivers. Mm-hmm. Okay. See what he delivers Friday. Then begin to trash it. Okay. Now, now your now your scenario sounds quite plausible. Um... Much. I'm gonna be honest with you. That was not my scenario. I was bully Ray and busted open. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Well. Well. Okay. Bully Ray. That was out. Yeah, that was I a can't pretty. Take, I can't take. I can't take credit. I was starting to see it, but then he just he was able to. He taught it to me, mm-hmm. in a way that I could interpret it to you. Okay, I got you. Well, for Bully Ray, that that was a that's quite a plausible scenario. Yeah. In in which case, Bully Ray should be the sole writer for the main <laughs> roster. Oh, I've been saying it for a long time, but it's just like. I like I've been saying it since I since as long as I've been uh, listening to Busted Open, mm-hmm. like he won't take it because he just he just like he thinks about he thinks of these on the whim, mm-hmm. and he just has fun doing it. And plus, he doesn't have to answer to Vince. Bully Ray, listen, Vince would bow down to Bully Ray's ideas. No, he wouldn't. Vince, every, Vince the buck stops with Vince. Vince, good, that's how good they are. Vince shuts down everything. Like like. Uh, a lot of I bet you I bet you the right WWE writers came up with a lot of like reasonably good stuff. And how many times Vince has shut them down in favor of like say a Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns match every fucking week? Didn't there didn't there wasn't there few supposed to end at the Royal Rumble? But no, <laughs> no, we had another month of that shit. Yo, the buck stops with Vince, and and I and I will say as as plausible as Bully Ray's scenario sounds with the Fiend, that's giving that's also giving WWE the benefit of a doubt that they do not deserve because time and again, and, and uh, a, a, a wrestling podcast I listened to, Solomon Monster Sounds Off, J- Jason Solomon said this, every time, without fail, every single time fans give WWE the benefit of the doubt, WWE will go out of their way to make you feel like a fucking moron. Every single time. They get, they get one thing right and you think, okay, Vince McMahon sounds like he's got things on track creatively. No, he'll turn around and be like, nah, nah, I'm still, I'm still the same dumb motherfucker that that you all, that you always know that I that I was. I'm gonna pull more dumb shit out of my ass, and here you go. I'm gonna undermine all the goodwill I built from one good storyline, one good idea, and follow it up with five shitty ones that compromise the product creatively every single time. This is the product of WWE. You just made me think of this post I posted on the UWO Instagram where it says, get my hopes up. Yep. Get disappointed. Mm-hmm. Start to believe again. Yep. And it's a continuous cycle. Yeah. That shit had me died. And once you said, I'm like, I literally just posted that like a couple of days, four days ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I see it. I'm look. I'm going to just try to, I'm going to keep an open mind. Mm-hmm see how this plays out because now instead of like that's why me and brian do the show because instead of just bitching and complaining Mm -hmm. and nothing's gonna happen even if they do and this shows how fickle i would say wrestling fans are in general yeah that can be they'll even still get what they want Mm -hmm. and still bitch (laughs) yeah because it's not quite to their specifications Exactly. Like I was happy with the Royal Rumble, but I was like, ah, like I said before, you know, mine was always was better. But I'm like, you know what? I'm happy about it. But now it's like I'm, you know, more credit to bust it open. Hmm. I'm starting to become creative. I'm like, all right, I'm not a feeling this. So let me. How would I rewrite this? Mm-hmm. How would I book this? Let me get my imaginary pencil. I don't have a pencil on me, but mm-hmm. let me get the pencil, the most powerful tool in all of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. The pencil. The pencil. Okay. No, the pencil. The one side can make you 
Mm-hmm. The other side yeah. can break you. Yeah. It's true. But like, I'm like, let me get creative. How would I do this? Mm. Would it be better or would it be worse? It's whatever. Yeah. But I have more fun because I have more fun doing that. Mm. Instead of just bitching. Well, I don't I don't have to complain because I don't watch Raw or SmackDown at all. SmackDown I don't watch because of the simple fact that it's on Fridays and I'm just always out. Yeah. And like for me, like I follow NXT and that's the only WWE related product that I that I pay attention to. First of, okay, since you mentioned NXT. Finn Balor versus Valta. I yep. Give me that match. <laughs> is that yep. going to be at the next UK Takeover show? Do you think, or the next uh... the UK or or Tampa? I don't give mm. a damn as long as I see it. Yeah, that's going to be like that's going to be match of the year quality right yeah. there. But I'm gonna send you that. I'm gonna send you. Uh, it was Monday's episode mm-hmm. of uh, Busted Open. I'm gonna send it to you. Okay. Have you check have you check it out and dissect it? Now, I want to hear these damn questions. All right. Yeah. So um so yeah, in honor of the late great James Lipton. R.I.P. Uh inside the actor studio. Um I will introduce the Bernard Pivot questionnaire. Um this is a, a Bernard Pivot, he's a French um I think he's a journalist and television host. And um and uh, James Lipton actually took uh, his questionnaire and adapted it for his show inside the actor studio. And and and, and with with um, at the end of each towards the end of each episode of of the show, uh, James Lipton would ask ten questions, uh, his guest ten questions, which is like a personality type uh, um, type questionnaire. So it's pretty fun. You can you can answer you can provide whatever answer you want. And you can provide as many answers as you want for any one of these questions. So, and and for those who are watching, feel free to chime in with some of your oh, uh, some, some of your answers. Please write them down. Yes. <laughs> and put them on a post. Yeah, I I will also I will also uh, post these questions as well on the uh, on the Facebook page, Codex Prime. All right. So so we'll we'll share answers. So you'll you'll provide your answer first, and then I'll provide mine. Okay. All right. So question one, Carl. Yes, sir. What is your favorite word? My favorite word. I remember hearing him asking these questions. Uh I never, I never thought about just word in general. Mm. Yeah, it could be anything. Gluten. Gluten. It's just a funny word to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gluten. I wasn't expecting this, but okay. Like, oh, there's just something funny about the word gluten. Just like, mm. okay, gluten. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my favorite word. Um, 
I've always liked the sound of voluptuous. <laughs> no, I, I no for for me the the word the word voluptuous is just a it's just a really it's just a really it's a pretty word to me. I've always found it to be a pretty word. If I you just completely ruined that word for me. If I hear it anyway, it's gonna make me think back to this moment. <laughs> voluptuous. That's my favorite word. Okay. All right. Uh, question two. What is your least favorite word? Least favorite word. Word that I hate. The N-word. The N-word? Mm. Hate it. Yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah. It's one of my least favorite words. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That, that really... Needs no explanation. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this: there are some people who make it so hard not to say it. Mm, yeah, quite true. Quite true. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, man, a least favorite word. I've never, I've never liked the word sphincter. <laughs> I've never liked that word. It, 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 it like, like. Like it's 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 an ugly thing, it's an ugly orifice. But just the word itself is just as ugly as the thing it's describing. So sphincter is my probably like one of my least favorite words out there. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and of course for everyone watching in the chat, please feel free to add your own too. Oh my God, please do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question three, I will slightly reword uh, so it won't be misconstrued. Uh, what piques your interest creatively, spiritually, and or emotionally? Piques my. What piques my interest? Yeah. Creatively. I would probably have to say the process while I'm creating something. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, I just think, you know how they always say like the journey is, 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 you know, the journey is more important than the destination. Yeah. One of those types of things. Like I just always, I'll, the creative pro the process of creating something has just always been like fun for me. Hmm. Is it's like okay, for a one of my hobbies, I always like to do. I just I always like to draw. Mm -hmm. The fun is that the fun of it is the challenge in actually doing it. And then when you finally did it, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm done. But now, now what? It's it's done. Yeah, yep. You know what I mean, I got to the I got to the destination, but it's like, you know, the learning process of while you're actually creating something. Mm -hmm. You know, that always like, I always enjoy that. Yeah. Like when you're in the zone. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it'd be fun. I would do some graffiti. I would do some like graffiti stuff. Have like Jay-Z, Beanie Siegel, all of them follow. And then I, when I really get into it, I'm listening to some chill mode and some slow jams and stuff when I'm really <laughs> into the drawing. It was always something I found funny that I used to do. Like when I used to draw heavy, I used to, yeah, that was something I always did. But it was always, I would zone into that process, mm. into the process of it. Oh, that's, that's what's up. That's cool. Um, for me, uh, a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. 
like when you have a really good conversation and like things are clicking, like ideas are, 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 are spinning. Um, like when you learn something, uh, like creativity, like you say, like the process, um, just like researching the research process, like learning something new, actually building together, brainstorming ideas. Um, and I agree that there is like, like the journey itself is more rewarding because like you're you're learning as you go and you're not really thinking about like partly partly you're thinking about like oh man like sometimes sometimes like i get tripped up like like oh man what if this turns out bad what if this turns out whack but it's like you never really know unless you actually finish it and even so you can you can always improve it if you want to yeah exactly but i no because i'm gonna be honest with you i'm sensitive about my shit <laughs> eric <laughs> oh man but yeah, that actually, yeah, my girl actually made me realize. That. I'm like, damn, you know, I really am sensitive about my shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, there, like, there's a way of like, there's constructive criticism, and then there's like destructive criticism. Right. I say, yeah, like if if your criticism is like, yeah, this shit is trash. What are you doing? Then it's like, oh, well, thanks a lot. I didn't learn. I didn't get fuck, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> just don't yeah. like it, but like, yeah. But but yeah, like a good conversation and creativity, and just like a really good work of art, right? Like whether it's like a book or a movie or a video game. Like something that's like, mm. I was telling, I keep telling you, you need to write something. Oh, I got, I got some ideas. I've been cooking up some stuff. Good. Yeah. Um. Question four: What turns you off? It turns me off. Stink. <laughs> yeah, body odor. <laughs> that yeah. Um. This is pretty much any type of stink. Um. Mm. Arrogance. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's a big one. Mm. I'm just, I'm way too humble. And, and, and trust me, I and I deal with some divas at work. <laughs> and ain't none of them women. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got into it with one like a couple of weeks ago. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. It's like when you think that. Yeah, that your shit doesn't stink. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you that story. <laughs> um, yeah. What turns me off? Uh, proud ignorance, like people who are just who take pride in like not learning, not knowing new things, who are so close-minded, and then yeah. they turn around and judge you for actually learning stuff. Like, oh, you ain't better than me. You, you ain't shit. Blah 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 blah. And then it's like they turn around and make fun of your views. Like I've come across a bit of that, like like throughout my life, like proudly ignorant people, yeah. and it's like, man, you're draining. Um, also, apathy is a huge turnoff for me. Like people who are just like completely dispassionate about life, like there's nothing. They act as if like there's nothing that piques their interest, like nothing that gets them going. It's like that drives me up a wall. Yeah, man. That really drives me up a wall. Jazz out the house. Yeah. Discover some shit. Yeah, man. Like you'd be so, like surprise yourself, you know. Um, and one one more thing that does turn me off: <sighs> people that use their cell phones in the goddamn theater. That shit still gets under my skin like nothing it else. Hurts. Like like if I'm if I'm in the, in the darkness of a movie theater and I see some of, I see some mouth breather. Open up their cell phone, and that bright ass screen is in my peripheral vision or in front of me, and they're just scrolling through, not paying attention to the movie that they paid for. 
Do better, yeah. people. Just do better. Yeah. So, there's something that I do have empathy on. Like, sometimes parents. Mm-hmm. They have kids. Have emergency. You know, emergency comes up or, you know, they need to check yeah. up. Like, certain things I can understand. Yeah. But, like, if you're really just scrolling through Facebook. Yeah, that. Not, unless the movie is that bad. Jennifer Lopez is uh, enough. Oh, yeah, that was a bad the movie. Cell. Oh, that was boring as fuck. I, 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 could, I couldn't even finish The only thing it. I remember was with somebody going... Da, 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 and yeah. That's it. But I will say with J-Lo, please watch Hustlers. Hustlers. You were supposed to review that you... I saw you had the, oh, the yeah. DVD last, like last time we was here, but we just didn't talk about it. Yeah, I, I totally forgot to, <laughs> to show it, but yeah. Okay, next question. Uh, yeah, question five. What is your favorite curse word? I knew that was coming. <laughs> I remember watching an episode with um, Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. He said cognolingus. Because <laughs> you can sing it any way you want. Um, honestly, in the famous words of the late, great Bernie Mac, and mm-hmm. the famous words of Samuel Jackson, mm-hmm. motherfucker, yeah. and B-Rob. Yeah. He has that voice and it just comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, motherfucker, it's just sometimes I just say it for no reason. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> and it's so versatile, too. It is. Yeah, it's a verb, an adjective, a noun. It's everything. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. Like, like you really can't beat that, like, because that's like a utility, all purpose curse word. I'm going to let you borrow a movie. I hope you haven't watched it. Have you seen it before? But I'm going to let you borrow this movie. Okay. Since you love that word so much. Uh-huh. I'm going to let you borrow Soul Men. Oh, okay. You have that. Bernie, Bernie Mac's <laughs> last movie. Yep. R.I.P. With uh, And then Samuel Jackson was in it. Wait, was Soul Men his last movie? I believe so, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Okay. It was one day I watched it and I was just like, yo, I'm counting them how many times. Just out of board. I'm like, I'm just going to count how many times they say motherfucker in this movie. How many times did they say it? It was like 52. Wow. That's actually kind of low between the two of them. Between the two of them, yeah. But I mean, they got to add other words. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes, them two, <laughs> they will say motherfucker throughout the whole movie and will still understand it. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, I'm gonna, Yeah. I want you to watch it. Okay. And I want a full and I want a review. Bet. Got it. Will it take you a year? It will not. <laughs> I, I will actually I'll actually carve time to watch it soon. Um yeah, I would say like uh I'll say a favorite curse word. Like motherfucker is my favorite too. But another favorite curse word of mine is puta. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, puta like Which is bitch in Spanish. Or whore. Yeah, depending on how it's yeah. used. But like even even if you don't know Spanish and you just hear the word puta, it's like, like instinctively you just wince. It's like, oh, that can't be good. But yeah. you love it. Yeah, because <laughs> like just how punchy it, it sounds. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's that. Uh, question six is, what sound or noise do you love? Morgan Freeman's voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nah, um, a noise that I love... Bitches on bitches on putas. <laughs> First of all, I don't know where that came from. I don't know how I came up with it. I just said it one day. Yeah. It got over with the guys and where I've been saying it since. 
Okay. Uh, my favorite sound. Rain. Mm. Yeah, rainfall. Dude, I sleep so good. Mm. Even I sleep even better during the thunderstorm. Mm. Like I hear it, I'm like, yes, and I'm knocked. Oh, okay. I instantly knock out. Okay, it's like a calming effect. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. For me, favorite sound of noise. I've always liked the sound of piano playing. Like, uh, whether it's like soft piano playing or like something that's like more upbeat. I've always liked the sound. Um, and also like a good, like the good, like a good sound of like brass music, brass instruments, mm-hmm. like big band brass music. Yeah. Oh, that's like pretty cool. Yeah. I'll say that's my favorite sound. Okay. Um, question seven. What sound or noise do you hate? That I hate? Mm. I got one. I can't really say this stuff that I hate. Yeah, it could be an an annoying sound. Yeah, uh, anything repetitive. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Just hearing it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Just like like like, like, like a particular sound, like like knocking or like just anything. Hmm. Anything repetitive. Okay. Um. I'll say for me, my least the sound a sound that I hate. Iconics promo, beautiful sound. <laughs> my alarm clock, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Don't okay. hate that. <laughs> um, let me see a, a sound that I hate. I hate the sound of little kids. In a in a public place or store, throwing a temper tantrum or whining and crying really loud, and their parent or guardian does nothing to calm them down. Like if you're standing in line and there's like a little kid just like crying or like yelling high pitched, and you're just standing there in line and you're looking at the parent and you're like looking at their kid and you're looking at the parent, be like, you you gonna do something? You gonna take care of this? It's like it's like you're judging them actively as like a parental figure because it's like it just gets under my skin how how, ki- how little kids can whine and cry and just uh, it's like control your goddamn kids. I know parenting isn't easy. I know ha- raising kids is hard, but at some point you gotta lay the hammer down and, and give these kids some home training. Tell them to use their inside voice if they're uncomfortable or complaining. Don't tell them to cry in a in the middle of a Walmart. Do better, parents, man. Just for, for my own sanity, be, consi- you, be we considerate. Need, we need to get you Kyle's do better shirt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've been saying that a lot lately. I, I, I know, I know. I've been saying that a lot, but like, like, like parents, like I respect the struggle to the fullest, but please don't let your kids whine and cry like. Without without stopping them, don't don't prolong the torture. That's just, uh, I I just gets under my skin, man. It's you're, it's you're getting heated, you're getting heated. <laughs> right now. You're really getting heated. Just talking about, yeah. Come back. 
You're going right. into a dark place. Hey, I'm coming back. I'm good. I'm good. See, I'm good for I'm good for something. <laughs> you go into these dark places. I just gotta pull you back to the light. Yeah, you gotta pull me back from the brink. What's going on, Kamisha? <laughs> All right. So so yeah, that's a sound that I don't like. Uh question eight. Uh what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Professional wrestler. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a given. Okay. I did train I did train for it for a year. Yeah. I got to win over Mike Canellis. Nobody takes that away from me. That's true. That's true. Um, I mean, you could, you could, you could, you could get into it. I mean, DDP got into the business when he was uh, five. Yeah, I've been told. I've been told. I gotta get back in shape, though. I'm, oh, yeah. I am totally out of shape. Man. They tell me I'm starting to get fat. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just like. I think I'm, I'm. I'm about to pull a star. I'm like, all right. I'm gonna commit. Loud energy, loud and clear. Gonna commit. Infinity mm. War. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, um, I would, I would have. I mean, I would like to be a, a profession. I would like to attempt as a documentary filmmaker. Like, it's not too late. Yeah, I, I guess still do it. I, I have some. I actually had a couple of ideas kicking around like over the years. You got the equipment. Yeah, got the equipment. Just even something, just like a something like a short would be pretty cool. Um. Yeah. You got the equipment. We are in Providence. There's a shit ton. There's a lot. Yeah, I could I mean if I if I did a little traveling, I could do a documentary on Florida man. <laughs> the only Florida man I know I acknowledge is Biggie. Yeah. He's from Florida, right? Yeah. Uh, National treasure. Yeah, he is. Um but yeah, documentary filmmaker. Um what profession would you not like to do? Stripper. <laughs> Stop. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, I still got my rhythm. Who knows? Uh, that I would not. <sighs> Something I would not like to do. Damn. That's a hard one. Ah. Uh, There's gotta be a job that you wouldn't wouldn't want to do at all. Are we gonna have a fast food employee? Yeah, yeah. That... Like I can honestly say I made it this far, and I never would. Well, I don't know if you count the pretzel bakery at the mall considered like fast. Well, special. That's more specialty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's not really like the fast food chain. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Fast food employee. No disrespect to them, because listen. It's hard out there in these streets. Yeah. Get what you can get. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to do that. I don't, got the, I don't got the patience for that. And, we're, and I for my job, my line of work now, it takes a lot of patience. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, fast food employees, they do the necessary work, and they don't get the respect they deserve. Yeah. Or the pay. Yeah, that's why just, just be nice to people. Yeah. Just be nice to everybody, yeah. Absolutely. Especially the people who prepare your food. Otherwise, he'll spit in it. <laughs> oh, you seen that movie Waiting? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen. I haven't. I have not seen it. You never seen Waiting? No. Oh my god. <laughs> my boy worked at Dave and Buster's for years, so it's just like we was watching it. I was just like, just looking at him, it made me appreciate it. More. it made me appreciate the movie. Hmm. Indeed. Uh, a profession that I would not like to attempt. 
professional wrestler. Really? Yeah, because like professional wrestlers, like, and as as a wrestling fan myself, obviously, it's like even if you do succeed, it's a hard life because you still got to do all that. Like, like for me, it's like not so much the in ring stuff, which is hard enough, uh, obviously, but like all the traveling and then all the, you know, wait to time away from home, and it's like that's just like. And you still got to find time to like condition, keep your body in shape and conditioned. It's like, mm. man, that's 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 hard. That's a grind. And yeah, I, I couldn't do it. I could not. I could not do that kind of horrifying, inhuman travel schedule that the WWE wrestlers do. So salutes to them, but that shit ain't for me. <laughs> I'd rather just be a fan. And last but not least, oh, so it was ten. Yep. Oh, yeah. uh, question 10 is, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Motherfucker, you made it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the gl- most glorious high five I've ever given. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and I want God to say those exact words for me, to me. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Motherfucker, you made it. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. For me, it would be like, uh, for me, I like to hear God say, "Surprise! I do exist." Uh, but still, I like you. Come on in. I'll be the biggest middle finger to you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! But just yeah, just just like hey, come on in and welcome to the illest concert in history that you cannot tell anybody about because you're dead. We got Biggie and Tupac on stage, Michael Jackson and Prince. You know, yep. We got a Leon back background background vocals. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix on guitar. Damn, that'll be the illest concert ever. Shit. If only down the street you got the 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 greatest Royal Rumble ever. (laughs) Oh yeah, all the deceased. Yeah, just 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 you just be surrounded by greatness. Greatness. Yeah, man. Damn, that'd be so dope. But yeah, but yeah, that's. But yeah, those are those are the ten questions right there. That's the Bernard Pivo questionnaire. I will post those on the uh, Codex Prime Facebook page along with the Codex Prime Literary Challenge. So be on the lookout for those. Hey, Jim. Ah, uh, Jim is here. Okay. Who wants breakfast? Because I knew it's I know it's coming. <laughs> Schenectady eggs. Wow. Let's get it out. Let's get it out the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Zoom. Zoom. Speeding. Five hundred miles an hour. Um, I will say, Jim, since you're on the chat, I enjoyed Birds of Prey. I'm sorry, but uh, I I disagree. I, I see what you and Carl's criticisms criticisms were, but I like the film. I will say this, Jim. Uh, Birds of Prey is the movie that Suicide Squad thinks it is. And I'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. No need for question of the week because you gave us 10. Yeah, <laughs> ten right there. So, so I'll post them up and leave your answers uh, for those. We would love to hear what you come up with. All right. Yeah. So that's uh, pretty much it. Episode one ninety four in the books. Uh, where can they find us, Carl? Everywhere. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> it. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Obviously, thank you for watching. Mm-hmm. Um, you can listen to us on iTunes. Leave us a five star review. SoundCloud, Spotify. Yep. Um, are we on Stitcher, iHeart, any of those other ones? Probably are, and we just don't know it. But maybe I don't know. 
Oh no, we do now. We do got to check. Yeah. <laughs> um. Dude, yeah. You can just find us everywhere. Select episodes are on YouTube, Twitch, you know, Codex Prime Podcast. Send us an email, CodexPrimePodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Yeah. It's been a while since we've gotten an email. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Episode 194 is in the books. Uh, tune in next week for episode 195. On the road to episode 200. 200. 200 200 man can you believe it honestly probably some of the best five years of my life mm. yeah it's been, it's been it's been a it's been a really I, cool five years i met so many people and had so many opportunities just do this thing alone yeah yeah man yeah man you've been rocking it as a social media chair man i tried just i enjoy people <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah episode 200 is coming up what are we gonna come up with <laughs> we don't know fuck it a recap show <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw a clip show how about that fuck it. <laughs> honestly i'll probably laugh by it just revisiting that oh my god if we could like literally come up with like our five favorite moments and then you can just like bring up the audio and we listen back and then can't talk about it that shit would be hilarious <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah yeah i mean we've come a long way we have yeah so, shout out to maurice and harris <laughs> yeah yeah man wherever they are hope they're doing well they good no they're good yeah that's good. good i keep haven't talked to maurice in a while but i did text him some time ago and he's good he's he's good hmm. that's what's up that's what's up yeah, man. Episode 200 uh, is coming soon. Uh, we'll provide some details when we come up with them. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Not mention. Who knows? Maybe a reunion show. I'm down for that. I'm down for a reunion show. That's an idea. That's an idea right there. Okay. So we'll. That's an idea. We'll just we'll just kick around among many. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, tune in next week when we got more stuff to talk about. Um, hopefully I'll get into some movies, some new ones out there. Me too. Yep. And, uh, there will, there will be some comics coming out. There will be some comics talk. Word. Definitely. Indeed. Oh, you know what? I'll save it for next week. I'll save it. I'll save it. It ain't going nowhere. All right. (laughs) Yeah. And as always, we'll catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.